Hello, Adam. Welcome to the Made for Video podcast. I've been wanting to get, like, you were like one of my first people I wanted to get on. We've been working together for a while now. And the sort of, the journey that I've kind of learned about you has been amazing. It's letting everyone know about it as well. So um, for those who are in my audience that might not know who you are, give a bit of background about sort of who you are, who you are and what you're doing, who you help. My name is Adam Jones. Uh, I am the head coach of uh, Centurion Personal Training. Uh, I have also got a scaffold company called Handy Scaff, uh, NWC Scaffold Services. Uh, I've, I know all that's based on uh, Centurion Business Park and on the Whittle, uh, Wallasey. Uh, I've got a amateur boxing club that I teach kids uh, uh, how to box and how to live a life of structure and focus and discipline. Um, we also do uh, MMA training um, in my gym as well. Uh, and uh, I basically, I like running uh, big distances. I'm currently running, um, uh, I've done a 50 in April, 50 miler. Um, I'm doing a 70 miler ultra marathon alongside Hadrian's Wall on June the 17th. And um, then I've got a hundred miler booked in, and they are for the Batty Foundation, which is a charity set up by pa- uh, Patrick Pimlet, aka Paddy the Baddy, um, UFC fighter from Liverpool, and he's my mate, and I want to help him achieve his goals. When when we first met a few years back, this must have been what six years ago. You were like mainly focusing on, or what I knew you for anyway, was running. Um, with the ultra yep. distances and all that stuff. Um, and obviously, previously before that, you were a black belt in Taekwondo. Yeah, so g- second, so g- second dan black belt. Second yeah. dan black belt in Taekwondo, which is an epic achievement in itself. But how did you how did you go to get into like the the old, like not just running but like ultra distance running? Because that's like that's like upper level. You know what I mean? Like normal people yeah. who go running, even if you do like a half marathon or something, the distances you do are like crazy distances <laughs> yeah i know and do you know what it's a, it, it it it's mad because basically i used to smoke i used to drink i used to do loads of like stupid stuff and i didn't really value life at all um the only thing i cared about was my girlfriend and uh, and my job and then when me and my girlfriend decided to have kids um i just i just changed basically my missus told me that she was pregnant, she'd done the test, and uh, she was. And then I basically just said, I can't live this life and bring a kid into it. So I quit everything and then basically started running. And I remember doing my first mile. And I used to be a good runner when I was in school, but I'd never ever took it seriously. And then I'd done my first mile and I stopped about three times and I threw up. And I, and I thought, oh, I don't like running, I hate it. But then, because of my competitive mindset, I couldn't stop thinking about it and feeling like a loser. So I went out and ran another mile and then I started timing it and then doing a mile every day and then trying to beat it. And then it went to two miles. Then before I knew it, I was doing 10K and then I was trying to beat the 10K time in my head. And then I started, then I did uh, the Wimslow Half Marathon and uh, me. My father-in-law was like, I call him the rock. He's done a, a marathon 
in like two hours 37 minutes he's an absolute elite runner and um he watching him and seeing his achievements just like really like pushed me and he inspires me all the time anyway he's like such an inspirational fella um we don't always see eye to, to eye on things like he, he uh, i i i like to look for the truth in certain situations so you know like these conspiracy theories and stuff like that i like to look for facts and truth and i don't believe things that people tell me straight off unless i can see actual stuff happening and he he doesn't agree with me on that sometimes but putting that to a side he's like his um journey with marathons and all that inspired me to to step up my running and so then i entered the liverpool marathon and i um i was i was about 16 and a half stone then as well and i did it in under five hours I think it was just under five hours. I had no training because I got injured and then I didn't train for it and I weren't going to do it. But then on the morning at the marathon, I thought, do you know what? What's the worst that could happen? So I, I went and done it and uh, I got to like 17 miles and running up Upper up Parliament Street. I just remember it absolutely killed me. And then I had to run it through Sefton Park and I felt like my legs had been, all my muscles had snapped and everything. I was in this excruciating pain. And then I literally just found this thing inside me head that, like to keep going where all I was saying to myself was quit. You've already done more than what you needed to do. Just quit, just quit. But I just found this warrior mentality. It's funny that the signs in the back there, as I say. But I, I ended up sprinting the last mile. Uh, of of it uh, along the dock road and then i just got addicted to running i just like I just, once i accessed that part of my mentality i just thought wow i can do anything and now i believe anything i do i i, I can achieve the best in it 100 so we've talked a lot and that leads me nicely on so we've talked a lot about warrior mentality so if someone's not in a great place mentally talk to me a little bit about one that warrior mentality what two is there is that was there like a tipping point where you, where you like right this is it now i know obviously touched on it a little bit but is there a certain point that people will get to after a lot of hard work and a lot of like that like bad stuff that's happening in life is there a lot of like a lot of stuff that happens before that warrior mentality gets owned as such or is it just something you've got to constantly work on yeah so it's it's basically you've got to constantly work on it it's like it's something that you dip into and um, it's not, it's not consistent at the beginning. So it's like any type of thing. So you have to go through the wall of pain. You have to go through absolute torture. And I believe that all human greatness comes from the sufferance, the foundations of sufferance. And uh, and I totally like find myself in sufferance and and pain a hell of a lot. And it's like they. David Goggins, my mentality, the warrior, what the warrior mentality show, is a phrase that was taken from David Goggins in one of his podcasts, and it was like he was talking about getting into that mindset where you enjoy it, you embrace the pain, you you feel powerful because you know that you are beating this, which most people like ninety nine. 
percent of the of humanity would quit to and when you when you access that pain and you feel it and it drives you forward and you and you're laughing at it and you and you're literally running down like an experience i had i I done a 70 miler and i ran 35 miles and it's uh i came to this sign and it said well done you have run 35 miles you have another 35 miles to go and right behind this sign there was this massive big hill and i was dead inside i was literally dead all my legs felt heavy everything and i looked at this big hill knowing i had to get over that and i went let's have it come on and i'm screaming like like proper pushing myself like i would do with my clients mm-hmm. and um basically all these people are running past me going wow what is it what what's happening to him it was like i was possessed and i literally smashed it and uh, as I got to the end of that that uh, that run, and uh, I seen these two fellas like sort of carrying themselves, and it was about sixty eight miles, and they were going alongside the Tyne Bridge, um, the river there in Newcastle, and they were literally like proper struggling carrying themselves. And as I got uh, up to them, I could just see on the back Royal Marines, and I r- ran past them. And I went, "You alright, fellas? Do you need any help?" And they went, no, mate, no, it's okay. We're getting through it. We're getting through it. And I just burnt them off. And in my head, I just beat the Royal Marines. And I'm literally sprinting the last mile of a 70-mile ultramarathon, feeling powerful because my mentality was that strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was that was the moment when I owned the warrior mentality. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, like, it, it, it rings true with me as well because, obviously, like it's it's human that you're gonna go through bad times, but it's yeah. not it's not like the normal feeling to embrace it. Do you know what I mean? So like this is why I think people like gravitate towards things like jujitsu and martial arts because it's not like a normal thing, is it? Like you know, wrapping someone up and yeah. getting choked out and getting punched in the face is not like a normal thing for people to do. But the reason no. why people gravitate towards it, I think, and the reason I, like I definitely gravitate towards it, it's like that feeling of like you're overcoming something that's trying to literally hurt you. You know what I mean? And like, um, and then when you when you do overcome that and you come out of a hard session or you've been you know you've been smashed by some by smashed by a brown belt or something or you've been you know you've had a hard sparring session you know that feeling coming out of it even if you beat up and like you said before like body's black and blue and got a few black eyes on shiners and all that stuff it's that feeling of I smashed that yeah no one else has smashed that but I did yeah. I stuck in there I... for five extra minutes when I could have quit yeah it's a jujitsu is absolute beautiful martial art and um and i I truly like believe that jujitsu could beat any other martial art out out there but the only thing that can beat jujitsu is mma so obviously it's jujitsu with striking which jujitsu players aren't used to so that's why i think it could it's the only thing that could beat it but putting yourself in those positions where you're getting your head pulled off its shoulders and you're getting crushed and depleted and you've used all of your strength to push yourself out of those um, situations. It literally, it, it takes you to a place where sufferance it, it is like welcomed because you know if you want to be good at this, you have to go through that because every single other person has to. 
and all those black belts that you see in the jiu-jitsu um, and the MMA uh, academies and gyms, they have been through the depths of sufferance. Not one of them black belts has been given a black belt. That has been earned one million percent through sufferance. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it creates like a like a brother. Like obviously, there's girls involved in it, isn't it? But like a brotherhood, like because it's like pure <laughs> respect in the sense that there's always someone ahead of you in that chess match. Of you know, there's always someone a move, like a couple of moves ahead of you. There's always gonna be someone unless you're like the one like tiny percent that's like world champion or meatball. But even at that point, there's someone who can probably beat you. So. Yeah, it, it's never. It, a game do you know you what? Can... I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because when I first started jujitsu, and I'll never forget this. Obviously, I go into an MMA um, gym, and I'm a second down black belt in Taekwondo, so I'm quite confident about mm. like being a tough fella. Mm. And obviously, I've done all these like ultramarathons. I've tested myself, and uh, within like thirty seconds, I'm getting completely dominated and choked out by a white belt, and. I literally got humbled straight away on my first impression of uh, jiu-jitsu. But then I start looking, going into the training, thinking, right, I keep away from him, keep away from him. And these are all the big fellas who are all, like, juiced up and strong as anything. And then I quickly find out that the skinny, uh, thin lads, they're the ones to stay away from. Yeah. They're literally, they're triangling you from the from the back. They're uh, doing um, head and arm chokes, like for, coming from nowhere, throwing uh, triangles from the bottom, literally arm bars from not, just out of nowhere. And they're amazing at rear naked chokes because their arms are so thin they can get in and all you feel is bone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah the standard is scary. Like, sca- like I'm from a powerlifting background, so... Like I'm used to deadlifting and squatting and bench pressing heavy, so two fifty deadlift, two hundred squat, one hundred and seventy bench, like heavy ass weight. So it's when I go in there, I was thinking to myself, yeah, it's, it's good strength. But when I went in there, when I first started, I was like, whoever's whoever's not as strong as me, I'll just brute force them out of it, brute force yeah. ignorance. The and then there was like fourteen year old kids, Harry's lad, who's a force, uh, he's unreal, um, he's fourteen, like other lads that are force, like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. And they're smashing me to bits. They can wrap me up before I can even like grab grab hold of them. It's like like literally. I don't think people realise if you're a little punk on the street or a little scally on the street and you just start and shit, you would literally have no chance. Like zero. It's unreal. Yeah. Like there's not even like a there's not even like a glimmer of hope. Like there's not even a punch's no. chance that you could even win anything. It's a, it's it's mad, and that, and that comes down to education, like. I've seen, I've worked with and seen some incredible people in in their taekwondo, like who are just like phenomenal. They're super fast. They energize through uh, through the fighting, and I mean, I like what one uh, person in particular uh, who stands out to me is um, Warren Vice. He's twenty two times world taekwondo champion. He's won every weight division in the world. Uh, he's like an incredible fighter and then you look at him and he just looks like a normal fella and you talk to him and he's just like completely normal he loves computer games so he's like me me, i i I do as well i love fifa you know what i mean and uh so when you talk to him he's just like a normal down-to-earth fella and he's the type of person that people 
who are bullies and all that would look at and think they've got a chance against. But this man could tear them to pieces within seconds. He has the power, the speed. I I did pads with him and uh, my body was literally broken from holding the pads because the power he generated when he was like something like 90k, the power he was generating was like someone who was about 300k. You know, his hip twists, his rotation, it was all perfect. And uh, it's like people just do not know who they're dealing with. And that's why when I when I teach people, um, one of the things is you, you must never use this unless you have to because you don't realise how powerful and dangerous you are. You know what I mean? Totally agree. What I do think as well is like, I, like one thing I always think to myself is I, I'm 36 now, possibly 37 this year, and I wish I'd have started years ago. And the reason yeah. being is, is because all the shit you get up to in your teens, in your early 20s, even in your mid 20s, up to your 30, I didn't, I didn't have a little baby, so I was 34, and yeah, we, like I see that I see the younger lads in the gym now who are like 14, 15, 16, some even mm-hmm. younger than that in the junior class, and the, it's almost like they find their place in the world because they know what they're capability is and they know what their rank is in the world so they're not going to they're not going to yeah. go onto the streets or a nice house or something and get up to all sorts and start kicking off because they know the dangerous shit that can happen you know what i mean um, it's true it's like um you know you're talking about harry's son he's got a great reputation he's been educated the right way and it's like um it's like um our head coach at next gen um paul rimmer yeah i uh i teach his son in uh, in kicking, um, Jack Rimmer, and he's uh, fourteen, early fifteen, and he's a multiple world champion in ju- in jujitsu, and um, he's a phenomenal person. He's like he's been brought up and educated since he was three, uh, and he's been obviously in the gyms all his life, watching all these incredible fighters and uh, and grow and develop, and his mindset. He absorbs information so quickly and he always gives 100%. And I'm thinking, wow, if he's like that now, when he's like 20, 25, he's just going to be unstoppable. 100%. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I totally agree with everything and you said. Uh, like, and also, it's also, if you like, it's normal, right? It's like normal human emotion to get angry or get frustrated or get stressed out about something. And we all do it, like, every, like on, a, on a daily basis. It doesn't. Like being calm and being like strong mentally, it's not about being up, never being upset or never being angry or anything like that. But it's if I go to like I'm gonna go to jujitsu tonight, and yeah. I know for a fact if I have a, if I have a shit day today, I'll go into that class by the end of it, I'll be calmer, I'll come home, I'll be a nicer person for it. Like I won't be that cranky arsehole who can snap on. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You've been humbled, mate. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you know. When you when you've got like a twenty two year old and he's literally wrapping you up and he's clinging off your neck and there's nothing you can do other than quit and tap. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what what's worse? Like what's going to happen worse in your day than that? <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's it. That, that's exactly it. Like it's like um, how many sessions have you done where you've come out and your arms are shaking yeah. and your hands are like that? You can't even grab the steering wheel. Yeah, well, I always tell the story, right? So I remember the like starting the beginners class and it was probably like three sessions in i'd say or maybe like four sessions in and you in the beginners you learn all the fundamentals so you learn your arm bar you learn your you learn your 
um, side control, you learn triangle and like all the basic stuff, right? And then I think it was like four sessions in and I think they like let you roll for like two minutes after like four sessions. I think it's like a two minute roll. So I do it and it's a sound come out of it and I'm full of adrenaline and I'm like, this is unreal. Like I can't like this, I'm getting into this now. I actually feel like I'm learning a bit. I came out of that class and I sat and I sat down on the um in the car and I remember sitting in the car and I had this like adrenaline dump and I, my arms honestly my biceps was like wrecking forearms were shaking and I was like I'm just gonna have to sit here for like 20 minutes I sat there for like 20 minutes and I was like I can't do anything here and me, I was like <laughs> I don't know I, I like I was contemplating it and I was like don't know if I can go back to doing this so anyway when I sort of got my composure back I drove to Tesco Express in Eastern and I just got like a Luco Sport and like a I think it was like a Bakewell tart or something like that. You know, just some quick sugar just yeah. smashed on me. And um, I was like, I, can't, like I, was, I was literally, I just got home and my missus was doing to yourself. <laughs> what have you been doing to yourself? And I was like, do you know what? I feel like also crap, but I loved it. Um, yeah. And I just persevered. Now, you, it, like, it gets better because your skill set gets better, doesn't it? It, it does get better because your skill set yeah. gets better. But still, like, if you, get, if you come up against someone who's even slightly better and you just get smashed for the round, like, it's going to be tough no matter what you do. And that's that's the beauty of it, I think, because it's never going to be like a walk in the park. But that creates like that respect thing and the brotherhood that you get from it and community aspect of yeah. it and all that, which is great. And that, and like the big thing for me is like I worry sick about me little lad getting into what getting up to all sorts when he grows up. He's only two now, but when he grows up, he can get up to us. But I know if he does if he does stuff like that, jujitsu, football, things that build a community and like build your character a little bit. I'm telling you now. He won't be hanging around the streets. He won't be getting up to all sorts and all that, and all that. So yeah, I personally couldn't recommend it highly enough, and I love it. Well, well, my recommendation to you would be with, with him. I, I believe Taekwondo is like the best martial art for kids to start because right away you're given discipline, structure. You're uh, you taught all these skills that you can do with all different parts of your body. You you taught about awareness, environments, and stuff like that. You developing friendships that last lifetimes, and you're getting everything um, that you want your child to to receive. And when they do the grading system, they're literally put under pressure, just like you are in life. You know, you know, you go for a job interview, you're basically getting graded by the person. Who, you know. Um, and then once they've got that, every Taekwondo kid that I've ever coached has always picked up and learned other martial arts super quickly. Yeah. It's like they've been, the brain is like open to all different systems then. Do you know what I mean? And um, my my lad, he, he's 11 now. And he was a, he was a, started at three. Just like my daughter, who's 14, she started at three. And uh, they're both black belts by eight and nine. Uh, and they have just smashed life. Life is easy for them because when they've been put in those situations where they've been under a lot of pressure to do the gradings and all that, once they've got past them and moved up a level to the next belt, their mind is like strengthened to take on the next challenge. And, and life is just easy now. Yeah. So if I were you, I'd say get him into Taekwondo first and then obviously get that jits in there as well. And yeah. then... I, I love it. I love mm. it. Um, you know, there's so much of it as well. Like, as you grow, even like, I'm, I'm approaching 40 now, still the same today. 
like even like life will throw challenges at you, but you know, no matter what happens, reverse and you came out the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember. Like, you know what? I actually feel really motivated now. I might go for a run after this or something. <laughs> like, do it, mate. Do it. Yeah. I've um, got to uh, do. I've got to try and smash thirty miles at the weekend. Fucking hell! I'd rather you than me. Uh, what one thing I wanted to speak to you about was um, what like being a man of many facets, like yourself. Where what role did music play? Because obviously we've worked together doing uh, videos and yeah. working with the music and all that kind of stuff. What role did music like through that journey of sort of I suppose that warrior mentality, self discovery, um, changing your life around. What what role did music play in that? Yeah, uh, music has always been part of my life. So it's basically when I was like uh, twelve, I learned how to play the guitar because me, I used to, uh, my best mate, who's the godfather of my kids, uh, Ben Friel, um, he um, he used to play guitar. So uh, every day I'd go to his after school. And he'd teach me how to play. And as soon as I learned four chords, I started writing my own songs straight away. And yeah. I've just had this gift. I don't know where it's come from. I don't. I can't explain it. It's like it's like Eminem. He can freestyle. He can just do it straight off. I'm I'm not saying I'm like Eminem, but what I'm saying is like I used to say to people, give me mm-hmm. give me five things, just random things like a can of coke or a street name or a girl's name or something like that. And I'd write a song there and then, a full song on the spot within like literally five minutes. And I've just been able to do that. And so when I got to a certain level, um, I started like concentrating on the singing as well. Uh, And um, I started off as a singer and singing along with Ben. So when he was learning the songs, the Oasis songs, I'd sing them for him and help him do it. And then we we started a band when we were about 13. And um, we uh, and I've just always been into music and I've been in about seven bands uh, and I've done uh, all originals and I've stepped in for um, a covers band when the singer was away and uh, done a couple of pub gigs with them. Um, so... You know, the dream was, our plan A was basically uh, be a rock star. Um, plan B was be a scaffolder. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just weren't good enough. Um, that, that, that's all I could say. I just weren't good enough to be a rock star. But who knows? Uh, people say to me, you were, but you just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. I, if I was good enough, I probably would have made it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know what? Like, goes back to that one mentality thing, doesn't it? Because we, I think we've done, I think we've done eleven songs so far. I'm mistaken? I think it's eleven, yeah. maybe like maybe even more. Yeah. Um, but maybe twelve. Them, I mean, I mean, them songs that I've done videos for for you have been like literally stuck in my head every time. Like, we, we have a bit of banter about it, don't we? Um, yeah, yeah. The songs are so catchy that when this project comes out that you've got coming up, I think it's just, I think it's going to take off because one thing that I find, it's not for us, you know what I mean? It, it, it gives us a sense of fulfillment and stuff because we're doing it. Like I'm doing a video, yeah. you're doing a song and it gives us a sense of fulfillment but it's for the other person. You're not writing a song for you, you're writing it as a tribute to people who've basically had that warrior mentality through some aspect of the life. That's exactly what it is. It's like, it's like I'm doing it as a gift to acknowledge their creativity, their performances, their journeys that they've done, 
it's it's my way of saying you know because this is what you find that people in 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 the fighting world and the the um, the the current and when the current life is amazing for them like the people do things for them all the time and they're up all hyped up and they've built up this world where they're number one and everything works around them. But then as soon as everything starts going down and the performances go down and the body starts giving in and they can't do it at that level anymore, then the world goes, starts going back to normal. Mm. And there's so many kids out there who like, uh, don't know some of the great, amazing fighters that we've been brought up with or the amazing football players, like only from the 90s. You know what I mean? If you say to yeah. kids nowadays, uh, who's Paul Scholes? Some of them don't even know who yeah. he is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And some, some people don't even know who David Beckham is or or yeah. Matt Letizia or Alan yeah. Shearer. And, and so what I feel like I'm doing with the songs is... Uh, cementing their legacy for eternity 100% do you know what oh. as well I remember like it's interesting you say that one of my well my favourite ever Everton player Andre Kinchelskis who probably signed for the club in what, what? 90, 97 98 something like that I met him um, mate when he just signed oh mate like he was he, he probably he was like I was probably 12 13 or something at the time and he was just unreal and he was like the sort of even before the likes of Rooney came out and that like he was like the guy who really sort of he was too good for Everton at the time. He was far too good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, like going go like just touching on what you said there. Like when 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 that feeling of like I'm tired. This is hard. This is fucking. This is too hard. You, you, my life's good, just going to continue to be shit because I can't do it. When them feelings creep in, I mean, I suppose the warrior mentality m- mindset would be this is where most people quit. Fighting. This is yeah. where most, this is where most people will will stop, and if I want to separate yeah. myself from most people and be in that like high achieving top edge, you know, really do something that moves the needle, like that, I can't quit now because this is where most it's, people quit, you know. And, and, I remember and sorry, yeah, it's, it, but it's seen as normal in it. Like it's yeah, if you quit there, it, it's totally okay because it's it's fucking hard and it's tough and it's it's grueling. Um, but at the same time, most people will quit there and the higher team ones. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, this is the thing. It's like, so once you've once you've accessed your, your warrior mentality on multiple occasions, it then stays there. And it's like, so this is a true story. So I, I literally uh, entered the 70 miler and then accessed my warrior mentality. And after that, after that, I completed that and I'd ran past them Royal Marines. My mind was cemented then. That was it. So I entered it again uh, the next year. And um, basically, I wanted to beat the time. and But I ended up breaking my foot um, be- before it. And because my mindset was the way it was, I could stand on my foot, even though the, the brake was on the top on the instep. And it was, it was like a pyramid stuck on the top of my foot. It was like proper broke, like... Uh, but I could walk, and even though it was dead painful and all that, I just strapped it up, and I went, and I went to Carlisle. I remember sitting in my hotel room thinking, wow, this is just fucking mad. I am about to enter a 70-mile ultramarathon with a broken foot. What am I doing? And then I looked, I was like looking in the mirror, talking to myself, saying, you fucking can do anything, anything. 
you can do anything. Mm. Keep believing. And then fucking the next day, I'm running 70 miles with a broken foot. And it beat me time of the last year. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it is mad. But that's that's amazing, mate. That's amazing. So, um, that's covered way more than what I had planned, to be fair. Um, just before we finish up, uh, just as a bit of a couple tips that people could take away from it if they've been watching this, is give me, like, what are two or three, what are two or three tips that you would give anyone just starting out maybe they're in a bad place maybe they've got some anxiety or going through a hard time at home or whatever what are three things that you would say to them people to start giving themselves an unbreakable mindset okay so the first one tip number one would be take advice listen to it so what i mean is there's so many people out there who just literally are given so much good advice and there's two different types the people that take it and the people that don't and the people that don't take good advice are normally the ones who enter struggle in life. They suffer. They, um, they make multiple mistakes and they literally go into a place where they waste too much time. Whereas if you take advice and you take people's help, you get to where you want to get to quicker. So, Take advice, listen to advice to save wasting time. That's number one. Then number two, if you want something so much, you can actually get it, but you must understand that it will not be given to you. You have to earn it. So I believe every single person on this planet, you are created as a workforce that reproduces the next one. You must serve your purpose and go to work. You must work for it. You must fight for it. Now, I am qualified to say that because from the day I turned 11 years of age, I started the paper round and I'm 42 next month and I have never, ever had a single day where I have not worked for somebody. I've always had a job during that time. I had free paper rounds in the morning. And so work hard and expect to suffer expect to suffer because you will not be given things for nothing most of the time if you're lucky you might do but suffering needs to be embraced um and number three once you've dipped into it embrace it if you want to keep that warrior mentality going and you want to keep like you want to earn the respect that you desire from people you must be consistent with it. You must keep working. So if you say, for instance, you enter a marathon and you've never done a marathon before and it scares the shit out of you. Once you've achieved that marathon, don't just say, oh, that's it. I've done it. It's right. That's great. I've achieved it. You need to enter a 35 miler then yeah. and you need to test yourself constantly. Just like the grading system in Taekwondo, you need to enter the next challenge and you must consistently challenge yourself all the way through life because when you start sitting back and procrastinating life is shit if you've got something to focus on and you've got mm -hmm. something to look forward to even if it's going to be the scariest thing in your life you will always enjoy life and when you enjoy life Life is easy. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Love that, mate. Um, so keep testing yourself. I feel I feel so inspired, man. Uh, um, thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, I I think a lot of people are going to get tons of value from this. And 
Um, fa- just f- final thing: if if someone wants to become part of the ultimate mental, uh, the warrior mentality community, or come part of the Centurion Club, where can they find you on socials? Uh, and I'll tag you in and um, point people towards you. Okay, so uh, I'm on Instagram, and it's like um, Centurion underscore personal underscore training. Uh, I'm on TikTok as Centurion Warrior. Uh, I'm on Facebook as Adam Jones, Centurion Personal Training. Um, and to be honest with you, I am actually on a journey of building up my uh, social media uh, side because I've really neglected that. Uh, it's not something that I've, I've always thought I needed to do because I've just been that focused on smashing challenges. I've never really thought about the social media side as being important. But as I am currently doing these ultimate uh, ultra runs for charity, for Paddy's charity, uh, I need to get as much help as possible and as much donations and much advice as possible. So I am currently building my social media platforms. So I would appreciate as many people to add me and um, and send me a message, and and I'll I'm more than happy to reply. Yeah, well, I'll I'll tag you in on that. I'll tag you in on that, mate. And um, thanks so much for coming on. And I'll speak. No worries. And thank you for everything that you do for me, Steve. Really appreciate it. No, my pleasure.